0: What's up, everybody? It's uh, Wes, Hank, and Andy, and uh, first of all, I just want to say uh, sorry for the, uh, uh, we dropped a show last week, this week, last week? My God, it's yeah, Sunday. It's, it's <laughs> the beginning of the week. Last week, we um, we postponed uh, Random Fandom Tuesday because uh, I was not, uh, I was a little under the weather, so my apologies for that. We will be back this Tuesday, but uh, that's not what we're here for tonight. We are here tonight for a uh, part, it's our part. Part four four of the Ahsoka Fano show. This one is coming to us uh, courtesy of Andy, who put in all of the legwork this week. So I got to.
1: Hank, did you want to say what you're going to say about this one?
0: Oh, uh,
2: best episode ever. (laughs) Best episode
1: ever. Oh, my God. There was so much in this episode. I
0: get a text message. uh, Are we watching this at the same time? Yes, we are. (laughs) Best episode ever.
1: (laughs) <laughs> and then there's I, me <laughs> la, 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 la. i don't I mean, hear nothing how
2: do we co-op that from the simpsons and make it our own t-shirt
0: i guess <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know it could work oh we got some uh, well wishes coming in tonight it's uh our buddy tjc over in the uk hello good evening gents hope you are all well with the cheers i cheers to you sir um you know what things are things are pretty good um i'm pretty excited to talk about uh, this week's episode finally
1: I'm excited to get through it, but I'm also excited to get to Tuesday because,
0: damn. So, we want to talk about that for a minute? Sure. There is a reason why this episode is getting a limited theatrical release in 10 theaters across the U.S. None close to us. Yeah, I mean, uh, if it is what we think it might be, and when I say what I think it might be, an alternate duel on Mustafar or anybody?
1: There's a reason we think that, too. A very big one. Yeah. Yeah, True
0: story. I would totally go and see this theatrically.
1: Absolutely. I went looking for tickets, but I couldn't find it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How far are you willing to drive? Fly to London for that one show. (laughs) Yeah, really.
1: (laughs) But before we get too far in, should uh, we rattle a case? Sure. Let's
0: uh, have another Mm -hmm. round of uh... bad Star Wars jokes. Always like the bad
1: dad (laughs) Star Wars (laughs) jokes. I got one for you. Which website?
0: did chewbacca get arrested for creating oh 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 oh. i mean if i spoke it if i could say it in i would (laughs) (laughs) that one there you go wookie leaks nice was there any other answer to that
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what would be a wookie Uh, porn hub (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yubnub.com <I laughs> Snooky <don't know>. wookie. <laughs> wookie wookie
2: snooze
1: new snoo. <laughs> death by <laughs> <laughs> wicked
0: yeah wow it all went to pot it did i'm so sorry oh, it's the heat <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah we are into the fourth part here and uh this episode is titled The Fallen Jedi.
0: The Fallen
1: Jedi. Yeah, it's got a listed runtime of 41 minutes with titles and credits, but only comes in at 33.38 without.
0: We're averaging, uh, I, I was thinking about this last week, uh, titles and credits were averaging about seven minutes there uh, yeah. per episode. It varies by like a second or two each week, but roughly roughly around that, yeah. About seven minutes worth, yeah. yeah.
1: This one is directed by Peter Ramsey and written by Dave Filoni. Uh, Originally aired September 5th, 2023 on Disney Plus, and the synopsis reads, Hera risks her career to help her friends while Ahsoka and Sabine confront enemies.
2: So is there anything that Peter Ramsey doesn't touch that isn't just gold? (laughs) Yeah, really. Pretty much, eh? That second Um, multiverse uh, Spider-Man movie? Yep. uh, Incredible.
0: Just based on that synopsis, I'm just going to throw one of these out uh, right away. Nailed it!
2: <laughs> I would say so. Keep your finger on that button all episode. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I absolutely will.
1: <laughs> well like you say it's not the first time Peter Ramsey has dabbled in Star Wars. Before he did, ep- or uh, direct the episode uh, season three for the Mandalorian chapter twenty one, the pirate.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: As well as uh, Rise of the Guardians, and like you said, Spider-Man into the Spider Verse.
2: I'm gonna go watch Rise
0: of the Guardians because I had no idea he was involved. Rise yeah. of the Guardians is actually is pretty good movie yeah nice um and you don't you don't need to be a kid to enjoy it no oh, no no
1: a lot of stuff you don't need to be a kid to enjoy it yeah. anymore yeah, like yeah. They're, they're slipping enough in for adults and kids yeah absolutely uh after our recap we get to our opening helmet cycle and droids uh the same as the last two episodes but we're switching between red and blue so the cycle this week is red blue blue red blue blue red blue red
0: We've talked about this before, and I think there were other instances of Star Wars television where we were convinced that it might have that the helmet color uh, was fixed to your your uh, side of of the 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 good evil spectrum. Yeah, Yeah. Mm. but they're messing with it here. Well, they really are. Are they are they are they again? (laughs) Are we so focused that we can't see the forest of the trees here? Yeah.
2: I mean, Sabine's been red the whole show, and I think I pointed out second episode that Meroc was blue, which is strange. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, in the first episode, everybody was red.
0: That's right. I mean, but you know, I mean, Chopper should be red just because of his kill count.
1: But <laughs> true. <laughs> but uh, we don't get any music over this either. I all, noticed that all we there was no the sounds yeah, of tinkering. Yeah, mm-hmm. no music this week. Yes. Yeah but we open, we find Hu Yang under the console trying to fix the ship as Sabine enters from outside the cockpit, and mm-hmm. she tells the droid that she's going to try again after she sits in the co-pilot seat. Hu Yang agrees, and uh, he gives an affirmative as he goes about connecting wires that cause sparks. Sabine radios to Home 1, but receives only static. She calls to Hera, signaling even as fulcrum, but to no avail, and with a sigh, she stands up and says, it's still no good. Hu Yang tells her he can try to cannibalize some wiring from the secondary motivator and rewire the transmitter. And Sabine nods in agreement and then asks, where is Ahsoka? He tells her she's outside. And with that, Sabine exits outside. We find some, Sab- or uh, Ahsoka looking out among the trees and fog. And she tells her over the comms that they're still down or tells her that the comms are still down and the primary power converter is still offline. So they can't call for help
0: and they're going nowhere this is probably the first repair scene that I've really paid attention to since the empire strikes back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, this one goes there. That one goes there. Like this had the same kind of weight to it. Uh, for me, you know, it wasn't the same as Peli Motto tricking out the N one. This had more like the stakes just seemed higher here.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's a lot, uh, about this episode that felt empire strikes back to me. I think I, I mentioned that in the chat a few times. Sure. Especially the uh, the sense of longing for what's next it created at the end.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think
2: I've felt that oh, yeah, when I was a little kid.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really, really, I mean, I know that's not what we're talking about, but I am super excited uh, for this week's episode. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Tuesday can't come fast enough.
1: <laughs> but Ahsoka notes uh, that Hu Yang said uh, the ground base is not far from their location, and she, she suggests that they start there. Sabine agrees and moves to go back in the ship, but Ahsoka notes that the enemy already has the map, which means to get where they want to go, once they get there, they will face a difficult choice. And Sabine questions what the choice is. And Ahsoka turns, saying that if they can't make the journey to find Ezra, then
0: no one should. Anybody find it interesting that they make reference to a base that we never saw? Well, does, are we are we considering the Henge? I'm considering the Henge the base. Yeah. Because,
1: like, they... they they've literally set up camp around
0: it, parked a shuttle there. And uh, yeah. now it's well, uh, okay. It's There's the for, more than a scanning base, Right. Okay. I, I yeah. guess so. Yeah. I There's guess. all
1: sorts of like scanning equipment, and lighting, and
2: at least one of those I suppose, uh, things yeah. you look through at Niagara Falls. Oh, right. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, with the coin that. slot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, Sabine with distress in her voice notes that Ezra be, you'd be stranded out there. Maybe this time for good, but Ahsoka having weighed the options, states that it's better than having Thrawn return as the heir to the Empire. And Sabine ponders, then nods in agreement before saying, let's find that ground base, before turning to return up the ramp. But Asoka stops her again, calling to her, Sabine, can I count on you? And assertively, Sabine replies, you know you can, as she glares back at Ahsoka.
0: Wouldn't have asked if I thought I could. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there was anyone that didn't think that. Kim and I were watching it, and Kim, Kim actually said that out loud in the moment. No, you can't.
1: <laughs> but I think we've already heard a really important line that kind of gets glanced or glossed over here. Hmm. If we can't go, then no one should. Then no one should. Yeah. That's right. Well, th- that's And the we is the important part. Talking about those stakes, right? Yeah. But uh, as she goes and turns and heads back into the ship, she crosses past with Hu-Yang on the way out. And the droid asks if everything is all right. But Ahsoka just looks back to the forest and tells him, be careful outside. Soka heads up the ramp and Hu Yang makes his way under the ship with his toolkit. And as he begins to work, the camera pulls back in the distance and we see a shadowy droid that's watching them.
2: That's this is where I stood up and then did not sit down for the rest of the
0: episode. <laughs> <laughs> like a little kid. And every time was something a, cool happens, well,
2: as soon as know. I saw the HK's hand, I went, Oh no, Oh no. Oh no. Uh,
1: but we fade into the, uh, hinged ground base where Balin and Morgan stare over the ocean As the workers go about their tasks, Shin and Merrick approach, and uh, she relays that the guards have located the Jedi ship. Morgan notes that the guards won't be able to delay them long, but Balin looks back to Shin and says, You will. And then both the false Jedi nod and depart. With the two false Jedi gone, Balin suggests that they best be getting underway, and Morgan asks if there's a hint of fear in his voice, but he tells her plainly, Experience. With that, we finally get our title card, and uh, then we cut back to Ahsoka's ship, and Hu Yang, he's continuing to work outside, sparks flying from the panel, and we see two dark figures with double barrel blasters creeping through the surrounding forest. Inside, Sabine, now sporting her armor, is making a last-minute check on her Mandalorian blasters and rooting through her rucksack.
0: I wished we'd had this before I made the video on the Westar thirty-five. I know eh? <laughs> to see the, the 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 slide open and her putting what I believe is a Tabana gas cartridge in there. Uh, yeah, that's Something what I would, like that, Yeah, yeah. I say, yeah, yeah.
1: But Sabine begins to frantically search through her pack as Ahsoka takes note, and Ahsoka joins Sabine in the common room and picking up a clip off the table, hands it to Sabine, telling her to relax. Sabine tells Ahsoka not to worry about her, and Ahsoka replies she's not, but then questions if she should be. Sabine again says no, but Ahsoka sits and tells her she knows how much Ezra means to her, and sometimes they have to do what's right, regardless of their personal feelings. Sabine looks down and then questions if Ahsoka really believes that, and Ahsoka pauses, then tells her that when the stakes are this high, she has to.
0: I know we made a lot of, uh, I made a couple Star Trek um, analogies last week. But if this isn't, you know, an example of like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah. Or the one. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: More spock Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, outside, uh, Hu Yang continues to solder wires together. And finishing his current task, he cites to himself, there, finally, some progress. And I love how he cocks his hand on his hip like, oh, I just did that. <laughs> he My was back. very emotive <laughs>
0: this week. Yeah. He, he emoted very well. Um, it's probably the most CG uh, Hu Yang that we've gotten. I mean, we, he did have the training sequence, but man, well, we're going to see that in a few minutes. Yeah.
1: So. We're going to see it right now. Yeah. Because hearing some branches breaking, the droid scans the forest, but he sees nothing through the thick mist. So he turns to make for the ramp when suddenly an HK droid attacks. And Huyang, Yang, he dodges the first few strikes before returning some of his own, including using his two extra arms to his advantage. I like his uh, help, help, help. He's faring well, but soon the HK droid gets him pinned against the ship and then covers his mouth as the droid calls for help. Oh, there it is. So, like, again, what good does covering a droid's
0: mouth do? (laughs) Is that really the only speaker port? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's interesting, yeah. Well, in droids speak, we call it the vocabulator. Right, right, right. And I think uh, while we're there, I I agree. I think because he's roughly humanoid to allow him to fit in with other humanoid species, you would put his vocabulator where a, a, a biological's mouth would be true to help them fit in. That he's pretty
2: sense. lucky. This HK wasn't armed though. I'll tell
0: you that. Uh, very much. So yeah, Sarah's got a point. Sarah says, uh, who eyes are very expressive, especially when he's fighting. And I like them. The guy blinks. I yeah. mean, he's a droid. He has oh, yeah. no reason that he he's not required to like, there's no, reason why he should but he does and it really does help sort of helps him emote and i, yeah. I agree i like that very much as well
2: yeah, yeah.
1: But, uh, it, it, down the uh, forest tree line the rest of the guards begin to emerge and huyang manages to push the hk droid away and with that opening he cuts some of the wires he just fixed
0: on purpose
1: on purpose on like
0: purpose
3: perfect
1: yes Inside, the lights flicker out, and Sabine remarks that the daft droid made it worse. But oh- Ahsoka rushes to the ramp, igniting her lightsabers, noting he wouldn't. Sabine dons her helmet and rushes out after Ahsoka, and quickly shoots the attacking HK droid in the head. Uh, the Master and Padawan work in concert, Sabine with her blasters and Ahsoka blocking any incoming fire. And excuse me. shortly, Sabine takes a hit to the shoulder, as uh, ahsoka dispatches one of the guards with a saber right through the head like it's a violent and almost blink and you miss a strike yeah Yeah. but uh, sabine blocks incoming fire with her wrist gauntlets and seeing this ahsoka uses the force to toss another guard into the line of fire buying sabine enough time to shoot her grapple line and hook the shooter she reels him in and ahsoka finishes him off with her blade this is an
0: interesting uh like you said working in concert yeah um you know whatever it was that drove them apart clearly this this comes from experience from working together yes mm-hmm. like this is not their first rodeo together no, no, no absolutely see how much sabine fights like mando too so yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say din Djarin is not the only blaster magnet that no, wears Mandalorian. But i mean armor. even
2: the even the tucks and the rolls and the pop-up and the yeah. fire and the yeah. the, the, the yeah. way she like they've created a mandalorian like martial art Mar- yeah mandalorian style right? Yeah. And yeah, and she follows it pretty closely. It was actually beautiful to see her, because I've been I've been worried that they were nerfing her a bit. And I mean, I'm
0: okay now. To see <laughs> so, her, yeah, to, to see death. her sort of off yeah. the leash. Where and, I and
2: it's kind of it's. uh, I think it's got a lot to do with the helmet too, like letting go and and the the, the constraints she puts on herself when she's trying to wield the force. Uh, yeah. I don't think she yeah. has those beneath the mask. <clears throat> nah.
0: Yeah, it's almost the uh, the Batman-Bruce Wayne analogy. Yeah, like the
1: confidence booster, right? Was, yeah, 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 yeah. But the fight is over as swiftly as it began, and the forest goes silent. Morgan was right to assume that the that uh, Balin's guards wouldn't be very effective against our master and apprentice. <laughs> Hu Yang stands and gives his head a couple knocks, and then turns to Ahsoka and Sabine and tells them, well, that'll set me back a bit, as the ship sparks behind him. Ahsoka tells him to prioritize the transmitter over everything else as she needs him to contact General Syndulla as soon as possible. Ahsoka and Sabine turn to make for the base, but Huyang yang asks a favor of them. They turn back and he asks that they stay together because they always did better that way, in his opinion. And Ahsoka tells him, we better get going. And Sabine bows and adds, together, giving, uh, and Hu-Yang gives a relieved, oh, very good.
0: It's a contrast to, you know, uh, the way that he spoke to Sabine in the hospital and that conversation. Like, well, you didn't have to tell her that yeah. while I was yeah. telling the truth. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: first time we get to see her smile since, like, maybe she met Grogu. <laughs>
1: yeah, not really. Eh? And that's what I say here next. Uh, Ahsoka gives him a smile and Sabine puts on her helmet and the two dart off into the forest. And Hu-Yang calls out, they'll thank him as they rush out of sight. Mm-hmm. I've been, and, and there's
0: that rebels humor kind of peeking through again. Right. I've been of the opinion and I, and I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. Uh, there, there are tons of comments online about Rosario's performance, maybe being a little stiff. And I wonder now if that's been an intentional, like to, to, to portray the tension between Sabine and Ahsoka. And now that that tension is starting to, uh, we're starting to get through that. She's starting to relax. They're both getting more comfortable with each other. We're starting to see more coming through.
1: Yeah. Well, we definitely see more coming through later this episode. Like, wow. Incredibly through. Yeah. But uh, again, you know, they just finished fighting for high lives. too. I
2: mean, like, you know, like you're back on the verge of galactic civil war.
0: Yeah. You're yep.
2: singularly bent. You know, it's, it's not like, I mean, I saw a lot of posts like, why aren't Luke and Leia involved? Yeah. Well, like, why she doesn't she go, right go to the, into, the you know, yeah. or right to the new Republic? I'm sure... Ahsoka has, you know, if she were to go with Hera and 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 lay it on the line, unlike you know, instead of uh, speculation.
0: Well, there's nothing to say that she doesn't or that doesn't happen in no, the
2: No, Hera absolutely. basically. I'm not
0: counting on that, but no,
2: no, no, <laughs> because
1: Hera yeah. did, and they basically laughed at her because it was just yeah, that's because right. it was coming from her. Yep. Right. Oh, yeah. you're just after Ezra again. But yeah. But anyway we cut back to uh, space and find home one surrounded by uh, the new Republic fleet. Oh my God. Impressive looking Mm. fleet.
0: Um, I didn't say anything when we looked at the, the shots before we had the big, when I said back in the trailer, I'm like, this might be home one. And then it was Mm -hmm. like, well, another nailed it. And it was home one. (laughs) We got it in the episode. And if, if there was any complaint, it was like, this is very digital. And it looked, so beautiful but then to see it again from this angle and I don't know if it's the lighting I don't know if it's the textures I don't know if they actually lifted this from Return of the Jedi but that whether that is an animated model or a physical object looks so much like the home one we saw in Return of the Jedi I this might be the most beautiful presentation of this ship we've ever seen it's nice it's a great shot I love it
1: uh, we go inside and we see that General Harrison Dula is crossing the docking bay floor with Jason and Chopper in tow as they others go about their day. Uh, there's new Republic pilots, gonk droids, and even uh, a Ketarian.
0: A uh, 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 what? A Ketarian? I didn't even know what that is. Uh, well, <laughs> some people were misidentifying
1: this little fellow as an Ewok, I saw, but he's I mean, most definitely not—not not an Ewok.
0: Uh, yeah. No, absolutely not an Ewok. I thought that in, sure.
2: a, on, in a flash at the beginning too. It's, I think it's the swoop of the helmet. Looks like a uh, yeah, like the that, the, the, the leather hood, the like leather hood. Yeah, yeah. Here's the
0: th- here's the thing though, because we had this conversation privately, and it's like post Endor, I would love to see an Ewok just as somewhere. An oh yeah, in in the New Republic. And I think it would even be more interesting if they drove it home, and the thing spoke, even if it was broken, but basic. Yeah, there's it spoke basic there's Ewok Jedi and Legends, man.
1: Yeah,
2: why not? Yeah.
1: But uh, this particular species here, it first appeared in the Last Jedi uh, at the uh, casino on uh, Canto, Canto Bight, and it's popped up a couple of times since in the Mandalorian and even in the Obi Wan Kenobi show.
0: Nice. Yeah, got to reuse those costumes somehow.
1: Exactly. From behind, uh, Lieutenant Vic Hawkins calls out to Hera and she beckons Jason and Chopper to continue to the ship. And turning around and facing lieutenant, she tells him she's not just going to sit around and do nothing. And Hawkins, he kind of stutters that she can't leave without authorization. But Hera gives him (laughs) this perfect quirky look and tells him, watch her before she turns towards the ship. And Hawkins, he pleads that there's a meeting of the general staff and questions what he should tell them. And she replies, you'll think of something as she continues to stride forward.
0: Yeah, Mr. Sarcasm. Now it's up to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like your sarcastic attitude last week. Now you got to deal with it.
1: <laughs> Flustered, the lieutenant begins muttering him to himself something. Think of something. Think of something. We cut to the interior of the ghost and here's a blink and you'll miss it moment. But Hera has a photo of Kanan on her console, like so many other pilots or soldiers with the photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Helmet.
0: So, I didn't catch this the first time around and admittedly it wasn't until it started making the rounds on the internet. And I think Hank, you had sent it over going, is that a black and white photo? And I'm like, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, And then it started being everywhere. on It was so big. I'm (laughs) like,
0: is that not a, that looks like a turtle laying on the dashboard. That's what that looks like.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But when you zoom up and blow out the contrast and stuff,
0: it's pretty clear. My wife is convinced that is Freddie Prince jr. You know, it might be. And you know, we've, we've talked about Freddie Prince jr. We've talked about his, his public. His public perceptions or his public expressions on Star Mm -hmm. Wars is that, you know, it's diluted and he was remorseful, if not regretting his contribution to the rise of Skywalker. And the Bad Batch, apparently. I would say that
2: he protests too much. (laughs) I think
0: he I think he playeth the Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I'm not in that movie. Lauren says, (laughs) I sure hope so. (laughs) Uh, I do as well. Um, have you looked at uh, a recent, like a, a shot of Freddie this year? I haven't. He's age appropriate. He's oh, totally age holy. appropriate to to, to pull that off. And I hope that I hope that it is. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, nice to see. We all hope stuff when we're as fans, right? Yeah, well, I'm with you, Lauren. I want it to be him too. Aboard the Ghost,
1: Hera takes her seat and begins procedures for liftoff. And Jason asks his mom why he has to do what he's told to do when she doesn't. <laughs> and from the back seat, Chopper chimes in with a "Yeah, what's up with that?" <laughs> uh, she tells him, "When he's a general, then he can disobey orders too. But until then, buckle up." I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure Chopper tells him something along the lines. <laughs> better buckle up i was ship-
2: sure. i was I was batting that better buckle up or listen to your mom kind of yeah, like, yeah I, i'm not 100 you know, sort of on that one
0: yeah, i would love to be privy to the adr <laughs> sessions with dave when he's recording these lines because I mean, he's speaking that the dialogue
2: is written right like for sure just like is. they did for chewy and in, in yeah a absolutely yeah yeah
1: but uh, as the ghost exits home one five x wings quickly surround the ship and over the radio harris says thanks for joining the party carson
2: my turn. Nailed <laughs> it. Yep.
1: There it is. Captain Carson Tava responds over the comm. Wouldn't miss it, General. And we cut to the cockpit of Carson's X-Wing, and he tells her that she's risking an awful lot by doing this. But she tells him he knows how it is. Once a rebel, always a rebel. Yep.
0: Anybody disappointed that we didn't get uh, a certain yep. purple dude on the roll call here?
1: Eh, we got to save something for the last couple episodes. <sighs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was disappointed. Oh, there we go. I Sarah. said it in the chat. I said, Sarah, yeah. <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I was convinced Zeb would be flying one of the X-Wings. Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. So I'm not the only one who was disappointed. Mm.
1: But based on what happens, I'm kind of glad he wasn't.
0: Okay. Well, there is that. But, I mean, you think they would have let him? I don't know. I don't know. The question is, when we get there, who's left? Exactly. Who's left? Because there's two of them. It's Carson okay. and at least one other pilot. Yeah, right. Who is it?
1: Lauren says, we need a pirate's help.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but, uh,
3: Carson chuckles
1: and then announces on your scene, little Phoenix leader and the squadron then lines up preparing to jump. Nice. But before we move forward, uh, let's pause a moment and dial in on that patch on Harris' shoulder. Oh, there. sure. Yeah, mm. uh, it's the Starbird, also known as the Ren Phoenix Crest yeah designed by Sabine Wren and used basically as her personal signature uh the design was based off of the starbird of ancient legend which she stated uh or which stated a starbird can never die and if it seems to be gone it's just renewing itself at the heart of a nova that's cool sabine she drew inspiration from the protest paintings created by Janor of Bith who we have pictured here uh And she would often vandalize imperial propaganda posters with it. Yeah. Uh, She would also paint it on her chest plate armor and eventually became her trademark. Uh, On more than one occasion, she would paint it on stuff with a concoction of her own making that would actually result in an explosion. Oh yeah. So it's like a a bird that blows up
0: explosive paint.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Nice. But uh, by three BBY, the use of this logo had spread among the members of the rebellion and they would often use it to mark escape routes through multiple cities and towns. And eventually it would be combined with the three-pronged symbol used by Saw Guerrera to create that final Rebel Alliance starboard.
0: I got to wonder that the Saw Guerrera thing was new for me. Um, I didn't know that until reading about it a little earlier this week, but like, do you think that that was an in memoriam to saw to combine that emblem, like posthumously, or were I mean- we, I don't think it was. I think they they adopted it before because by the time we get to Rogue One, the True. first time the first time we see him in live action, they've already adopted. I mean, the the, the formal alliance yeah. already exists.
1: I mean, basically, you're taking all the different rebel cells and putting them all together, right? Yeah,
0: I
2: bet you there's a bunch of symbols, um, you know, coming Got co-opted together to make into that. other yeah. ways.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, though, maybe they, you know, maybe he wasn't at the time that they combined them. Maybe he was still. In the good graces of well i mean you from, go back
2: in, into andor and you know they're still trying to recruit him he's still got value to them instead of the opposite like we're trying to find yeah. him to stop him from doing the crazy stuff yeah that's they're right. like they're actively like let's get this guy on board
0: because right right, right yeah because he still brings some value
2: but yeah
1: true. the, uh, the starboard itself hasn't actually appeared anywhere yet uh, the
0: actual creature yeah not that I can think of. No. Uh,
1: its first mm-hmm. appearance so far that I'm told is the High Republic volume two, issue two Yep, uh, in a comic book. And it's literally just a statue of it. Okay. So. Hmm. Cool. Whether or not it's going to show up at some point, who knows. But uh, while we're on the subject of the bird, let's talk a moment about the Phoenix Squadron. Oh, sure. Uh, they have a long history going back to early Rebellion, and they were one of the largest Rebel cells that became part of the Alliance. Basically, an elite starfighter unit led by Commander Jun Sato. Uh, they first appeared in Season 2 episodes of Star Wars Rebels, the Siege of Lothal, and the Ghost crew worked alongside them throughout the Rebellion, and they were almost decimated by Thrawn's forces in the Season 3 finale of Rebels, but what was left would continue on joining the Masasi group. Uh, Hera would eventually lead the Phoenix Squadron, which, as we see in this episode, continued on after the fall of the Empire. And our squadron here today, uh, in addition to Paul Sunghain, uh, Lee, uh, his Captain Carzateva, we consist of, uh, we have Lieutenant Basie, played by Michael C. Alexander. Uh, He hasn't had many lead roles, but he's been in over 50 previous roles, including Young Sheldon, Runaways, and The Bold and the Beautiful. Okay. Uh, next, we have the Rod- Rodian uh, Lieutenant Moat, played by Dawn Dininger. Uh, she's been our go-to Rodian now for a mm-hmm. number of roles, yeah, including yeah, yeah. Uh, Rodian Customer in The Mandalorian, and Rodian Mom, and Rodian Prisoner in The Book of I was going to say the
0: one that got Krakened uh, in the desert. Yes. Yep.
1: yes. Uh, she's also worked in the special effects department for multiple films, including Captain Marvel, uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, X-Men Apocalypse, and The Shape of Water. Cool. Very cool. Uh, we also have Lieutenant Jensu played by Chao Nao. I'm apologizing if I uh, mispronounce Chow- this one. Chao
0: Naomova. Naomova. Yeah. I think that's how you say that. Yeah.
1: Uh, this is only her second role. Her
0: oh, cool. first was uh
1: <laughs> in the TV series Street Fighter Legends. I haven't seen that. I have not either. Okay. But last up we have Lieutenant Lander played by Brendan Wayne. <laughs> And he's got 34 acting credits under his belt, including nine episodes of The Mandalorian
0: in the title role. One third of the uh, performance that is The Mandalorian. Uh, Under the helmet, of
1: course. Yeah, that's uh, cool. He's also been in Sons of Anarchy as Rennie, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Fast and Furious, the fourth one. (laughs) The fourth one. Yeah. So back here, Hera tells them that uh, on their mark, And we flash through the order of the squadron members, and cutting back to the ghost, Hera counts them down and lets Jason pull the lever to jump to hyperspace.
0: Punch it, Chewie. Yep. I love it.
1: The six ships make the jump, and they disappear.
0: Punch it, Jason.
1: We shift locations to a shot of the Eye of Scion floating above the henge on Sea and Balin and Morgan look up to the ship before turning and striding towards the center of the henge. She relays that once the guideline has been established, they will be able to calculate the hyperspace coordinates.
0: Not going to lie. When I saw it in the atmosphere, I'm like, what, what are we doing? What is (laughs) happening here? I kind of
1: wonder because of the center of it, right? Like they just lined it up right through the center of the ship. (laughs) Like here, here's where you're going. Just that way. Yeah. But uh, there's all manner of instruments set up around the base. And like I say, they did bring all this stuff in, right? It's not just the engine. Oh no, you're right. You're right. But, they did. Uh, they brought in a bunch of equipment. Balin notes that if her calculations are off by even a little, they'll be lost forever to the depths of the void, and she tells him to have faith as she raises her hand above the map. But he retorts, "He lost his faith long ago."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what caused him to lose his faith? I'm Man, heard. do we think it has anything to do with the uh, the the blind? Uh, the, how the order was blinded maybe the entire I mean, destruction of the order
2: i think it's more specifically uh anakin skywalker and mm. and the way the order fell and and yeah. therefore either something revolving around the weakness of the order therefore or more specifically that 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 evil could originate from within i said this mm-hmm. on facebook a couple of days ago and i got some likes for it it was basically like <clears throat> Somebody asked why can't Luke feel his presence, as, you know, like as a big dark side threat. Sure. I mean, because I don't think there's any dark side going on here at all. I, oh. Rejecting the Jedi order isn't rejecting the light side of the force.
1: No, well, that's true. So, of
2: course,
0: that. yeah, for sure. Right?
2: Um, you know, he does use a few, uh, you know, the, he uses a Sith ability on Sabine soon, and we'll get to that. But um, dabbling in the dark side, Ezra why gone for that matter uh mace luke Widoo, luke uh I, I mean you know i bet you the list of people that have dipped their t- walked or, the
0: uh, the is line
2: is yeah. probably longer than the, the people that were like stalwart and absolutely yeah, true. true
1: back here a green flame glows and beneath the star map and it rises up under morgan's finger and light begins to emanate from within and the map of the galaxy appears one more time. Yeah. With a flick of a wrist, the star chart angles for Morgan and a golden guideline shoots forward uh towards the crescent shape at the top of one of the pillars, which happens to line up with the ISI on.
0: How convenient is that?
1: Exactly. <laughs> Balin watches on and calls it witchcraft.
2: Yeah, I think that's hugely important here. Yeah. Because so it's, like, it's almost like Shin has been like uh, witchcraft. And he's like, no, no, not, not yet. Not yet. Witchcraft? Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. But now it's like... <laughs> now it's witchcraft. You know, yeah. um, I really do get the sense that there's there's something more going on with, at least with him. I mean, she's probably fairly surface in terms of her proximity to him. I mean, Shin and, and Balin. Um, but I think there's something interesting going on with Balin. I mean, you know, uh, the will to power, that 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 idea that a yeah, uh, uh and, and tied in with the, Ma- the Macbeth idea where you're you're just you're putting somebody on the throne so that you can yep. get rid of them and put yourself on the throne or put yeah, somebody really. in your camp on the throne. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I really I really dig what's going on with this character, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah, I do as well. Yeah. Aboard the ship, a navigator droid begins calculating the precise coordinates, and on a control panel, numbers begin cycling. Elsewhere, we catch up with Sabina and Ahsoka sprinting through the forest and their pace slows as they stop when they encounter both Shin and Merrick. Dun-dun-dun! The two duos size each other up before Shin jumps down from a log that she was standing on, and she fixes her gaze on Sabine and asks, Going somewhere? Ahsoka senses Sabine shift, and the Mandalorian pulls her blasters and opens fire, but Shin blocks with her lightsaber, and the two square off, rushing into the woods. Ahsoka gives just a slight smile while Merrick pulls out and activates his dual-bladed lightsaber. Ahsoka activates her katana and twirls it into a reverse grip, and the two begin to circle. They continue to circle for a very tense moment before Merrick lunges forward and strikes first. Ahsoka easily blocks each strike, causing Merrick to step back and reset. Ahsoka switches to a two-handed grip on her katana saber, holding it in front of her. And meanwhile, Shin continues to run and momentarily turning back to deflect blaster fire from Sabine before rushing on. Shin then jumps through a tree for cover and buying herself a moment, she force pushes Sabine back, slamming her into a tree, causing her to lose her blasters and helmet. Sabine is only down for a second though as Shin rushes forward, but the Mandalorian leaps out of the way and Shin cuts down the tree with her blade. Sabine rolls and grabs her lightsaber, igniting it just in time to block Shin's incoming strike. The two combatants trade strikes, and uh, we cut back to Ahsoka and Merrick. And Merrick tries attacking from multiple angles, but Ahsoka blocks him at every turn. Back at the henge, Balin paces as Morgan watches the sky. Close by, a second navigation droid monitors the calculations as they begin to finally start locking in. We cut back over the forest, and Merrick steps back as Ahsoka raises her saber over her head and waits for the false Jedi to make his move. Uh, these scenes though they're
2: framed so perfectly yeah, using the forest like the trees and everything there there's a blink and you miss it moment where uh Merrick actually uses the tchakado the forbidden move where he's on locking sabers with with and he turns it on and off and she falls through i mean she's more skilled than he is but it does catch her off guard it's a it's a seriously blink and you'll miss it moment but it's um it's i mean you, you do a little research on the maneuver and it's 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 like forbidden by the sith and the, and the jedi it's it's just it's the, the most uncouth themes. thing you can do
0: in a, in a uh dishonorable I, thing it's weird like you know we're we're talking about i can get i can get behind the jedi saying don't do this i, I get a sith yeah
2: i get it too i have but a it, hard apparently time it was just like if you can't defeat your enemy outright like you know I'll take them with you but they're all tricks so well that's it though
1: like <laughs> kylo ren used that in uh Last Jedi, did he not?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. and, and I, the, Well, it was more stars. like he caught it and then bomb.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I guess that's a form of it, but it's, it's more specifically talked about, like when you're when you're when well, you're locking Ahsoka, sabers.
0: Ahsoka did it. Ahsoka in, does it to the, HK. the H to the HK droid. She wasn't locking
2: yeah. sabers. It's more specifically about locking like, and, sabers. Dueling, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Bad form, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm having. I'm I'm trying to picture a Jedi and a Sith coming together and having this conversation and going, "Okay, we the won't, face. we won't do that." Yeah. On the face. <laughs> <laughs> what does it make sense to me. Uh
1: cutting back to Ahsoka and Merrick, uh, he begins to spin his blade as we've seen the inquisitors do so many times before and Yeah, we're going to
0: helicopter that uh, thing.
1: Yeah, in an impressive display, but uh, still, Ahsoka waits. Uh Merrick moves to strike, blade spinning at a blistering speed, but to uh, I think I skipped one here. Did you? Yeah, I did. I'm, oh, I'm a slide okay. behind. Oh, that's fine. But, uh, Ahsoka sidesteps him and, uh, with one strike, she falls
0: her opponent. Remember back when we, uh, we talking about this in the, in the, the trailer. The, section? The, yeah, yeah. And Hank, I think you said when he becomes nothing more than a speed bump, <laughs> Nailed
2: it!
3: <laughs>
1: Sarah says uh, your Ahsoka's Merrick
3: theory strike. sucks.
0: <laughs> Sarah says Ahsoka's killing strike on Merrick was so stylish and epic. Fight. I agree. Oh, oh, it oh, reminded beautiful. me of the of the Maul Obi Wan fight in the desert. One yes. strike, boom, yeah. done.
2: Yeah, like, very a,
0: samurai. There's
2: like. a fight in in, uh, in in Lone Wolf and Cub where one of the first times they actually tried that sort of spraying blood effect. Yeah, uh, and it, it, the and the 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 effect went overboard, and it became the norm to have that <laughs> giant mass of gushing blood. But that was actually a prop malfunction. <laughs> oh And they no. just left it in, and they, it became sort of normal. But
0: it, guess that's yeah, what we're doing for a reminder of that uh, stuff. Yeah. All martial arts movies now must have gushing blood. <laughs> prop failure.
1: <laughs> yeah. But as Ahsoka stands after her fatal strike, Meryl's playing close to a stop, <laughs> and like you had said, there. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! You know the the best part of this, besides what it actually says, is that it's, uh, in, the it's in the Kenner font, and that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I it's like making that.
1: the rounds right now,
0: as it should. Can we stick with this for a second? Yeah, let's stick with this for a second. I've I talked about this a little bit last week, and I definitely have. T- I've talked to to you, Andy, and to you, Hank, about this, and I honestly I am giggling over how badly we just got trolled yeah dave i feel
2: like we were pretty close at the end like (sighs) i feel like we were pretty close we were starting to go could it be somebody possessed by a night sister i mean we were all around it if we weren't you know if we weren't on the green man we were Mm -hmm. we were in the 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 throughway
0: for sure you know i'm i'm not immune to all of the stuff that's been going on online because of that and yes are we guilty of feeding the machine the, the spec of course, but that's part of the fun. Yeah. You're I hoping so. to see something. Do I feel any less or do I feel, you know, betrayed because no. it did. No, we <laughs> no, got part of the fun. And the, the part for me, like I said, I'm pretty. I'm fairly convinced that they know at this point that this is what we, as the fan community, are doing. Yeah, we oh, are yeah. microscopically analyzing this stuff, debt right down Looking to like, to what color is, is the say. flea poop on his fur?
2: Like Dave, Dave said it himself. If you were at the round table when they're talking about getting ready to do this show,
0: yeah. it's
2: us sitting around talking about what they've done with the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: They're like, "What if this? No, what if that?" And I mean, <laughs> they just get paid to do it.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah 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 i i liked it and i i actually had a big i had a big grin on a big a, a big poop eaten grin on my face when uh when marak went down and i'm oh, like yeah. yep he's oh, yeah. just marak <laughs> yep but as ahsoka
1: stands over her fatal strike uh Murak's blade slow to a stop and the deep wound smoking through his torso is visible uh sabine and shin's duel has oh, yeah. brought them back into the area of ahsoka and they continue to lock sabers but suddenly a thick dark green smoke erupts from merrick's wound uh similar to the fates of many resurrected knight brothers before him and in addition to the green smoke uh we also see that his arm kind of deteriorates as it leaves
0: man i i danced around this quite a bit i went the savage Press route initially i'm like oh so it's the whole he's a knight brother watched rewatch the Savage Press death scene. We watched his horns revert back to normal size, but then I watched again. and I'm like, but wait, wait, his arm withers away it to does. damn near skeletal shrinks. proportions. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like. Maybe he wasn't a knight brother. Um, the, the canon entry for the night sisters say that the, some of the most powerful ones could reanimate the dead. Yeah. That's right. He literally, an undead? Is that what we're watching here? I, Think I mean that.
2: Be. I mean that's final answer. <laughs> yeah, they, they they killed the Inquisitor that came after them, and yeah. she reanimated them. And uh there, there's our golem.
0: Yeah, I I'm and I'm totally okay with that.
2: Yeah, I'm I mean, totally okay with that. Makes the most
0: sense, and it doesn't. And it
1: pretty much connects his origins. Doesn't and hammer into anything alphabet, else.
0: Right? It does, and it, it that informs us of how powerful Morgan Elizabeth really is because even though she might not be letting on that she is I mean you know I thought about this and this is the first time I've had a chance to talk about it with you guys it's like we don't know how long that uh, Maroc has been walking around in this state so did this happen recently like or a long that? time ago mm. was this somebody else was this even Mother Talzin's work and it's just lasted that long or course she's dead by this point so yeah you would think if she's dead the magic mm. would dissipate or you would think something like that. I think this is Morgan's handiwork. I think she's I'd, responsible agree. for this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it yeah. also fits better with the Arthurian connections for the name Merrick, right? Right. Because he's he was one of the servants for King Arthur who was sure. cursed by a witch, which explains his current situation,
0: yeah. but it doesn't completely tell us who he was before Morgan got a hold of him. I do believe though, let's let's go back to the knight brother thing. Like could she reanimate I guess she could reanimate just anybody, but I I actually to me and to my way of thinking, I don't have any trouble accepting that there is a Zabrak male, a male Zabrak under that armor. The flare of the helmet could accommodate a set of horns easily. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with not ever knowing. Yeah. So like, you know, in
1: this, in this frame here, the last one, you see his arm and it's still. some. Yeah. It's relatively.
0: Yeah. uh, Then we uh, jump to our
1: next frame here.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's withered away to yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And it wasn't until I looked at it a couple of times over. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's not just reverting to normal. Like, no, it's, like Savage Press. That's like, Oh, that's something else. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, uh, creepy. and speaking of creepy as the smoke flows forth from the fallen inquisitor, he lets out like a death scream. Oh yeah. That catches both Shin Yay! and Sabine off guard, both taking notice. And I, I don't know if it's just me, but it seemed really similar to the one heard coming out of the Eighth Brother as he kind of fell to his death in season two, <laughs> at uh, Twilight of the Apprentice part two.
0: Oh wow, are we gonna uh, circle back to that? So it, it really was the Eighth Brother reanimated,
1: maybe? I don't that's know. cool. That's but cool. It, it was it had a similar sound yeah, to R yeah, B. Yeah. But, but uh, Shin steps back from Sabine and at the sight of her fallen comrade, and Sabine calls out to Ahsoka, "Go, go and get the map." I've got this. Ahsoka gives a slight nod and then rushes towards the ground base. And now alone in the forest, uh, Sabine and Shin square off. And Shin looks at her with a hateful gaze and tells her that you will regret this decision. But Sabine steals herself ready for Shin's attack. And we see Shin swing, but the camera cuts to the ground base where Morgan Elsbeth checks on the progress of their flight path. And pleased with her progress, she tells Balin that she's going to prepare for their departure and instructs him to protect the map until she sends for him, leaving him seemingly alone at the site. Because, like, there was a whole bunch of people here a few minutes ago. They've all cleared out.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, That is true, yeah.
1: Ahsoka arrives just in time to see Morgan's ship speed off, and she pauses a moment, but the map is still active. So she approaches cautiously, and stepping inside the projection, she finds Balin seated on a stone, fully cloaked. He opens the conversation, saying Anakin spoke very highly of her. And there's the line. Yeah, But she coyly replies Anakin never mentioned him. He rises and removes his cloak, continuing that everyone in the Order knew Anakin Skywalker. Few would live to see what he became. Surely that must leave a mark. Is that why you walked away, abandoned him?
0: Did anybody see the meme that came out this week? I don't think so. Talking about, uh, but very few lived to see what he became. (laughs) <laughs> there was. I saw it today. It was a shot of Balin and, and the kid from Revenge of the Sith. Master Skywalker, what are we going to do? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it, it doesn't line up with with race age. age, but right. I mean, it was like, oh!
2: <laughs> That's true. Um, it's, it's curious, though, that he seems... I mean, and he could have just read her mind.
1: True. That is um, true. Yeah. To know that
2: information, but he also doesn't know that she left before that, which was absolutely public knowledge to the Jedi. Her Her trial. trial, Yeah, of course. uh, Everything, you know, like, like that would have been, everybody would have been talking about that. Interesting.
1: Casting her own cloak aside, she bluntly tells Balin she's not here to discuss her past.
2: Hmm.
1: Ahsoka moves forward and Balin tells her that the only reason he's there is to secure the future. And she questions for you. And he replies, something far greater. Ahsoka calls him ambitious, but he retorts, necessary.
0: He's got these little quips, these little, like right from the first episode.
1: Yeah. The way he's playing it is just spectacular. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's actually a Sith ability. Uh, I I can't even remember the name of the ability, but every Sith we've ever seen, except for possibly Darth Maul. And Darth Maul uses it in the animated series quite heavily, but uh, in live action doesn't use it. Uh, yes. In the fight against Qui Gon and Obi Wan, but yeah, um, and it's keeping your opponents off guard with with trash talk. Essentially, Palpatine uses it. Gator, <laughs> yeah. I can sense your sister. I wonder if shield turn. You know, uh, Dooku ta- taunting uh, everyone he ever fights. Um, <laughs> it's it's a it's a common Sith. It's got a name. I'll have to look it up. and Throw it in the chat later. But uh, it is a Sith ability. It's an on purpose force force ability. Nice. Uh, she then asks if
1: he thinks that starting another war is necessary. And Balin tells her that he won't be starting the war, but Thrawn will. He goes on to tell her that it's an unfortunate evil that speaks to a greater truth. One must destroy in order to create. Hmm.
2: And so, so what is it that he wants to create? Yeah, exactly. See, the Padawan braid on his apprentice makes me think he's got some twisted path for the Jedi. That he wants to rebuild the order in,
0: in, a, in, in his, a new. In his, yeah,
2: yeah
1: but Ahsoka, she doesn't speak. She just moves for her lightsaber and Balin reaches for his own and cites how inevitable. Ahsoka is first to ignite her blade, then Balin, and Ahsoka begins to circle, but Balin keeps himself positioned between the map and her. She pauses and moves into one of the five kame stances, the uh, Waki kame, inviting Balin to attack. But instead, he just tightens up his grip, moving into a more solid, she chose form. And with this, Ahsoka swiftly strikes first, but Balin matches her strike for strike. And I love the amount of detail that they're paying to, like even the stance mm-hmm. in this.
0: Yeah, there has been a lot of focus on this duel in terms of like actual sword technique. Yes, and I mean, I I have liked, and I still do. And as much as I see the, I can see the Japanese influence in this. I'm still in this position where. I mean, Balin is obviously the the Star Wars version of a European knight-like mm-hmm. combatant. His big power strokes kind of reflect that. Yeah, and I and I like that. I like that he fights in a way that we haven't seen a whole lot of. No,
1: it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like relying on your anger, but not relying on your anger. Like yeah, I gotta going to wonder for a if power that's, swing, right?
0: If this is what you know, some form of Vapad, right? The same thing that Mace Windu. Yeah. Uh, same style that Mace Windu would use. Yeah. But
1: reading into the, the Japanese
0: fighting stances, like the one yeah, she yeah. adopts
1: here is your left arm forward and exposed is basically inviting your opponent to attack. which Yeah. Will get yeah, him yeah. Away from the map. Right. But he doesn't take the bait. Oh, well, that's true. So that's true. Forces her to shift gears and attack first. But after uh, she strikes, the two combatants step back, measuring each other's movements And Ahsoka moves into a Chuden no Kamae stance. And this time, Balin actually moves into strike first. Ahsoka counters, then dodges Balin's swing, leaping off a nearby rock and almost landing one of her own. And with every thrust, Ahsoka is going for the kill. But we see Balin beginning to rely on his strength to try and overpower Ahsoka.
0: I I will say this about, about this fight. We've had a couple of lightsaber duels now uh, in the series. Yeah, This is the first time that I was consciously aware that, oh, that's her stunt double. It was so glaringly obvious um, that they CG'd, they touched some of the face in some of the more acrobatic moves. But it made me think about just how much on-camera work Rosario is actually doing, that this is the first time I've noticed, oh, that's a stunt double. Hmm. you know props to rosario for how much she's actually doing yeah
2: yeah Uh, there's a really good uh scene here where they they traded strength and and uh weirdly enough like ahsoka keeps up like the the first one is when she pins his sword to the deck and he basically just powers through it cutting the floor as he's bringing it up and then you actually have a shot of the second one where she pins he pins her sword to the the hinge behind her and she brings it around just with sheer strength yeah over her head like matching him yeah Uh, i mean i as hard as the fight was i i didn't think for a second uh it wasn't going her way
1: yeah i got the distinct impression that he was on the defensive yeah like like she if
0: if she wasn't distracted by the orb she was tuning him interesting (laughs) yeah I didn't get it that way. I thought he was actually measuring her. The whole fight was his way of measuring her in totality. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because ultimately he does win. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah,
1: distractionary, but yeah,
0: but uh, I don't think that he was, I mean, I don't want
2: to get too far ahead of us. Cause it's probably the next slide. But but I so she, she puts him on the ground. If she's smart, she kills him there instead of going for the orb. But yeah, goes yeah. For the orb.
1: Yeah. Uh, we shift here for a second up to the uh, onboard the Eye of Scion, and Morgan crosses the command deck and notes that the progress on the calculation is on course, but the one droid informs her that the Jedi has engaged Balin at the hedge, and she asks the droid how long until they receive the final coordinates, and the droid responds, Moments.
0: These droids have these ambiguous know, it's like, like give me a time frame. <laughs> I didn't, didn't like it when it was, they're no longer appear on our scope. Like, what kind of answer is that? How long is this yeah, gonna yeah. take? <laughs> Moments, yeah. What we're, we're C3PO with his like 4720 to one <laughs> yeah. and 2500 ticks, like something.
1: <laughs> yeah. But back below, Ahsoka and Balin continue their duel, and Ahsoka is on the offense, Balin relying on his strength to defend. Uh, and he manages to force her back a step, and then with the force, launches a rock at her, but she cleaves it in two in one twisting motion.
0: And then with... Uh, I'm not going to lie. For half a second, I thought he clocked her with it. Because the way that she cuts through... Super it, fast. Yeah, she, yeah, she does a
2: forward stroke through it, right? Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, with each dodge and strike, Ahsoka tries to get closer to that star map. And the map within reach, you know, she tries to grab it, but she has to pull back to avoid Balin's strike cutting her off. And we get a glimpse of the panel and it's showing us that another chunk of the calculations have been locked in. And she goes for the map multiple times until finally Balin catches Ahsoka by the arm and throws her back. We cut back to the forest and uh, Sabine and Shin continue to square off. And we get a shot of Sabine's helmet from the perspective of the ground as the two battle in the distance. Shin continues to back Sabine up until she hits her in the face, staggering her with a few more strikes. She manages to knock the lightsaber from her hands, forcing her to block with her wrist gauntlets. And with a forward kick, she's knocking Sabine to the ground, but Sabine moves to force push Shin back. And it's a great moment, right?
0: What I really liked about this one is that Shin winces (laughs) like she's anticipating, like she's about to get it and then nothing happens. And she's like, yeah, she, she, I don't agree that nothing happens.
1: I, I wonder, like, did like a little breeze or something go by her? I think
0: she
2: slapped or her in the face. Maybe but nothing that more. Work too. Watch the scene again. the 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 sound of the 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 sound cue that Sabine used the Force there is yeah. absolutely there. Interesting. Um, a seasoned Padawan who's as good at fighting as her wouldn't flinch at the thought of the Force coming at them, but she gets slapped in the face there, and
0: not a so big I, one. I, I thought the other way. I actually thought that she was probably I don't think client. Shin is as advanced. Yeah, and I think she genuinely was like mm. like anticipating a little call made column B, but there's that that the, the audio cue is there and I think it was just a little like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cuz I'm definitely going to go back and rewatch that scene cuz mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting yeah, an interesting perspective. That...
1: <laughs> she definitely turns her head in or gets the slap. Yeah, uh, But very little to nothing happens, and she right. turns back, telling Sabine, you have no power. But Sabine is far from helpless, and she launches two wrist rockets at Shin, knocking her lightsaber from her hand.
0: I did like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did like that.
1: Back at the henge, Ahsoka continues to strike at Balin, and with their blades locked, Balin tells Ahsoka that her legacy, like her master's, is one of death and destruction. Oh, wrong thing but to say. But Ahsoka powers <laughs> out, and with three well placed kicks, she knocks him down. Yeah, I think she's actually a little. I think she gets a little
0: mad here. Yeah, she's genuinely mad, like angry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. So, but uh, with her opponent down, she goes right for the star map and grabs the orb, and the hologram of the galaxy fades. And she has to physically pull it from its hole.
0: Well, maybe that wasn't the best thing to do. Yeah.
1: But we see a little bit of a cinders and whatnot flying from her hands. Seriously. And the golden guideline fades from sight. (laughs) And with one last pull, she breaks it free of its position, but she's burned her hand in the process and she cries out and drops the orb as a crack of thunder rings out. And the orb rolls by into a nearby patch of of rubble. I was going to say, can
0: we we make that analogy now? Are we, are we going to,
1: are we, Yoda? Betting, are we betting that it's,
0: <laughs> it's on her palm so she's wearing a glove too uh, yeah get to that here in a second yeah. okay okay because <laughs> we got
1: uh, a little bit of uh, photographic evidence oh cool Excellent. all right i'd, I'd like but to see that in the forest sabine holds shin at bay and the crack of thunder reaches them causing a momentary distraction and shin throws a smoke bomb at sabine making her escape very ninja like yeah man. <laughs> ninja vanish ninja but finding herself alone, Sabina grabs her lightsaber and rushes towards the henge. On board the Eye of Scion, Morgan demands to know what happened, and the navigator droid relays that something has happened at the source, and the calculations are incomplete. So we shift back down to the ground, and Ahsoka is still reeling from the burn, but Balin is up and striding towards her with purpose, and he tells her that was unwise. He swings with a heavy downstroke, and he presses the attack, forcing Ahsoka back to the edge of the cliff. And looking past Balin, Ahsoka spies Shin enter the henge, and he barks at her, get the map. And fearing the worst, Ahsoka utters Sabine's name then reaches out with the Force, and she violently chokes Shin. Well, that's what I mean.
0: Like, she got mad.
1: She did. Like, oh, crap, you're here? That means you've bested my Padawan. I just lost her.
0: Yeah, she's thinking the who, worst. Who said that line, um,
2: I am no Jedi?
1: Yeah, she did. that oh ah, 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 ah. ah.
2: Oh, yeah yeah
1: not only does she choke her she violently flings her into the stone yeah yeah a it little like, bit of the takes ah. her right off i of mean her. i uh, even said
2: it that first ep- the, the jedi episode of the mandalorian where yeah. she's moving through the woods like a ninja and she's yeah. utterly slaying people she's not disarming guys nope she's beheading people yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah God, this is a different ahsoka man
0: sarah's got a comment
2: yeah, what she say here?
0: Sarah on YouTube says, I think Ahsoka uses the dark side a bit when she thinks Shin has killed Sabine. Ahsoka's force throw of Shin was brutal. Yeah. I, guess, I, guess I mean, it, yep. it, that might even be more than dipping your toe in. <laughs> That's two toes. Yeah. Two toes, maybe right up to like the, you know, mm-hmm. up to your ankle.
1: <laughs> but with his apprentice down, Balin aggressively continues his assault. Uh, he knocks Ahsoka closer to the edge and locking blades again he tells her it didn't need to come to this but she knows no other way and ahsoka is now using the force to help hold back Balin's blade and uh if we look real close at the bottom left shot there you can see a little bit of the pattern yeah i mean in there
0: I, I was focused on that when I was watching the episode too. And and when we had that conversation in our private chat about like, oh, did she just Raiders that thing? Is it going to be? And I said the same thing. There is an impression in the glove. Yeah. Did it transfer through to the palm of the hand?
1: Ultimately. I believe it did because there's still a little bit of a glowing line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It
2: is, yeah. It does look like it was burnt right through.
0: I'm curious to know. Complete. map. Or, <laughs> or you know they're digging oh, like in the wrong the place. Map. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they don't have an Eye of Scion uh, hyperspace ring of their own, true. What good is having it on the back of your hand going to do?
1: Uh, well, they still hurdle. have all the stuff at the Republic to build it. Uh, oh, I well, yeah. Hurdles. We'll get to that.
0: <laughs> we'll get to that.
1: Yeah. But from behind them, Sabine calls out, "Stop!" And Ahsoka, relieved to see her, calls out and tells her, "Destroy the map." And we do see those glowing imprints on Ahsoka's hand. Yep, She holds it at blaster point, but instead yells for Balin to step away from Ahsoka. And instead, he strikes one last blow, knocking Ahsoka over the edge.
0: Sabine so cries out, No! I like the uh, sparky, like the uh, sparks off of the, the blow. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Then proceeds to unload
1: her blaster at Balin, but he blocks every shot. Seeing that he's still advancing, she turns the blaster back towards the map again. And Balin tells her she should do as her master asked. Destroy the map. The is what time, she would have
2: done. I'm swearing at her like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to tell you what I was saying. <laughs> but it was very crass.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At this point of the episode, this might be where I might have stood up. What the are you doing? (laughs) I called her everything under the sun. You purple-haired witch, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm like, first she takes the thing, you know, uh, at Lethal. after, like, for Ridley, like, do not take this. Don't take it. And the droids get it. And now, what are you doing? I mean, every Padawan ever, realistically,
2: every Padawan ever, quite honestly. But it's so so pivotal. I was just savage, (laughs) idiot. (laughs) Yeah, Sabine, we all
1: agree on that. Yeah, she hesitates and Balin cites that Sabine isn't like Ahsoka. She counters more than you know. Yeah. But Balin closes his eyes a moment and deactivates his lightsaber. And he tells Sabine that he knows that she feels like Ezra Bridger is the only family she has left. And Sabine counters that he doesn't know what he's talking about. But he states that's what's holding her back.
0: Is that another... I think that's him kind of dipping for info, right? Is this another, like Hank, you had said uh, with Uh, Balin and and Ahsoka, he could have been reading her surface thoughts.
1: Because he does. He closes his eyes for a moment and like kind of reaches out.
0: Yeah. Okay. But... I'm good with that.
1: Yeah. Sabine, uh, or he continues that uh, her family died on Mandalore because her master didn't trust her. And That's Sabine's interesting.
2: focus is visibly thrown by this. That's crazy interesting.
1: That's a the, big the
0: family. toss
2: out there. Yeah. That's a big toss out there. Yeah. The Night of a Thousand Tears, right? That we're like, now we're really connecting back to The Mandalorian and yeah. uh, season three. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, having been to Mandalore and seen the, the nomads roaming the land because of right, right. green glass and, and having it directly have something to do with Sabine uh that's some heavy stuff
1: yep yeah but using this visible confusion he steps closer and tells her they have a common goal to make this journey sabine to be reunited with her lost friend and for him to serve a greater good Oh, what is that
3: yeah but then he (laughs) plays his hand
1: fully and he tells sabine come with me willingly And on my word, no harm will come to you.
0: It's literally Vader and Luke, and we'll rule together as father and son.
1: Yeah, but instead of that, though, he's using this most comforting voice.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, his methodology is a little different, but
1: yeah, and he tells her flat out, Sabine, you will be reunited with your friend. Wow. And binders, but hey. Yeah, (laughs) but this whole time he's been like just edging closer and closer and closer until finally hand out, you know, and he reaches for the map
0: and tells her it's the only
1: way do it for Ezra.
0: Do it. Yeah, there's that. I mean, you, you knew she was going to do it. I didn't want her to. No, <laughs> I, I knew she was going to. And I mean, I, I question whether or not
1: the blaster would have actually done anything in the in the. Well,
0: franchise. it certainly would. Have, it had it have done anything it would have taken her at least those two fingers off her hand. Probably. You know what I mean? Like as soon as she would put the gun to it in her hand, I'm like, you're not going to do it. You would at least put it on the ground and like. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he would have brought in the away. ocean. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go diving for it. That'll yeah. take you some time.
2: I called her a 9 11 pedophile.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. But the, wow. The music here is incredibly tense. And you can see the conflict on Sabine's face as she's weighing her options, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, she relents, and Sabine places the oh. orb in Valen's hand. She breathes heavy, but then she begins to choke and drops on the ground. Revealing Shin Hati now awake and force joking her. Balin tells her to release Sabine and he has to tell her twice, which she finally does. And Shin takes Sabine's saber and Balin states that he gave his word and unlike her former master, he will keep it.
0: You know, wow. I actually had a I had a, a brief thought here at the beginning of this sequence when Shin turns up and like starts <clears throat> I actually thought that Balin was gonna make a play here and kill his own apprentice. Hmm to take sabine as a new apprentice right he might not be hung up
2: on that rule of two action either way yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah
0: you know all the padawans in the world yeah
2: um it, really a lot of my uh what i think makes him tick in terms of especially the line of lost faith long time yeah. ago yeah and uh and then he, he seems to blame anakin a few times for different things maybe the state of the galaxy uh, the original war blah 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 but there's a line here where he, he just says um oh, i lost my my trans quite honestly um but he he he's blaming you know uh Anakin specifically here uh where he says he he'll keep his word where Anakin wouldn't uh, yeah Anakin's word being like a big picture thing like uh i won't betray the republic and kill all the younglings and all the jedi and you know like what word did he break like what what did he you know that's the word he broke the big one right so like yeah 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 um and it's so crazy because even though i'm screaming at her and i don't want her to do this like if i'm in world i trust him it's that's it's messed up but i actually trust him interesting like i like
0: <laughs> he, yeah, it looks so like you want to believe your trust. You want to believe that he's being sincere in his delivery. You know, he oh, he could yeah. still be
2: chaotic, neutral, or even lawful evil. But yeah, uh, yeah, uh, the word and and like because he could have just doesn't he cost a force choked her himself. Sure, it doesn't That's cost true. him anything yep. to let Shin kill. No, him right it does not. No, and what is the greater good?
0: Oh, there's so many frigging questions. I know, I know, yeah, <sighs> uh, and you know. <sighs> I don't want to get too far out of her. So we're not going to get the answer <laughs> no. next week either. No, no.
3: It's too it's to take a lot more than
1: that. Yeah. He holds the orb over the pedestal and the green flame erupts from below. And very quickly, the holographic star map springs to life. And both Sabine and Shin kind of like, you know, they're a little bit awestruck by this, which is weird. Cause she's seen it. A couple she's of
0: seen times. it already. Yeah.
1: But yeah, she's yeah. still taking notice. Aboard the eye of Sion, the navigator droid relays that Lord Balin has remedied the situation. And with that, calculations for the hyperspace route are complete so i mean a moment
0: defined <laughs> yeah 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 did anybody have any thought here that uh, the new republic forces were actually going to be able to stop them from jumping i thought they were just going to open fire that's what i thought too but didn't happen no why are you locking your
2: s-foils in attack position then <laughs> yep.
1: but morgan tells her staff to uh send the shuttle and retrieve lord balen and meanwhile, Hu Yang continues to try and fix the transmitter, and with one final wire, Hera crackles across the speaker, trying to contact Fulcrum. Hu Yang livens up and relays that they are downed on CTOS, and they need assistance. And Hera replies, we're already here. We cut to space, and we see the Phoenix Squadron popping out of hyperspace, and Hera asks for details, and Hu Yang tells her of the uh, giant hyperspace ring and how Ahsoka and Sabine are currently trying to stop it from the
2: ground, And he implores them not to let that ship escape. It's not the first time we've heard comms work through hyperspace either.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting thing too. It's not something that we see a whole lot in the movies. We do, I guess. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I was going to say in the sequel trilogy we do, but in the original and the prequels, it's not something that's really explored.
2: Yeah.
1: Carson Tava radios that he's detected a ship and Hera decides that they should cut across its path and block it. And the squadron veers off, and we shift back to the ground. Morgan radios to Balin that the calculations are complete, and the shuttle is on its way. Balin acknowledges and walks towards the star map, and holding his lightsaber over it, he activates the blade, piercing the orb, but it doesn't just explode. It vibrates and shakes. Until finally after a few moments it cracks in two.
0: So let's go back to your I don't know if the blaster would yeah. do anything. I, that's a great argument to be made. Like because he held that thing in there for it's a in there for a while. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You'd need like a Star Trek phaser, you know, the heat rocks up. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: once it cracks in two, Balin plainly states, No one will be following us. No one will be following
2: us. And
1: uh, you can see Sabine reflecting on her choice with and Shin shoves her as they head towards the shuttle. Sabine looks back over the cliff edge, but uh, she gets shoved again. And above the planet, I love this scene because the Eye of Sion rises up through the clouds. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just epic and massive.
0: Did did you notice that she's still rocking her saber on her belt? Uh, Sabine is. Yeah, Oh, I did not notice yeah. that. got yeah. Yeah. her saber? Well, they've let her keep it then. Sand's helmet for a second. Yeah, because it's laying on the in the forest somewhere. I'm sure that's important.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: But uh,
1: where we at here? One of the command deck droids relays that they have a clear line of sight and they are ready to make the jump. And zones are beginning to pressurize, and a really twisted smile comes across the face of Morgan Elsbeth. Her goals are now about to become a reality. Yeah, the Phoenix Squadron approaches the eye, preparing to engage, uh, but. Lieutenant Moat notes that they're not launching any fighters, and Lieutenant Basie surmises that I don't think they plan on sticking around to fight.
0: We're about to get the original Haldo maneuver. Yep. <laughs>
1: Morgan shuttle returns to the uh, eye, and then very shortly we see Bale and Shin and Sabine enter the bridge. Morgan turns to greet them, and she's slightly surprised by the presence of Sabine Wren.
0: I like this. Uh, it, it harkens back to, uh, I know in the special edition they fleshed it out a whole lot more, but Um, The cut from Vader prepare my shuttle to arriving back on the bridge of the Executor.
2: Yeah,
0: I really like that. I I liked it It was good. Kept the pacing moving. It was great. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. uh, Just then an alarm sounds and one of the droids tells them that there's tracking six new Republic ships incoming, obstructing their path. And Sabine calls out Hera. But Morgan turns and instructs the droids, ignore them and engage the
0: hyperdrive. Run them over. Yeah, <laughs>
1: the ship begins to hum and lights begin to flash. <clears throat> the engaging sounds grow louder, and Bale and Shin and Sabine begin to look around, like at all this flashing equipment as the noise grows steadily louder. Outside the ship, Phoenix Squadron draws ever closer, and inside the cockpit of the Ghost, an alarm sounds. And Hera asks Carson if he's reading this, and in Carson Tava's X-wing, an alarm glares, and he notes there is a tremendous surge of power coming from the eye. Uh, Hera, realizing that the eye is about to jump to uh, hyperspace, realizes it's too late. And I know you call it the original Holdom. Yeah, or, yeah. But I'm calling this like the inverted one. Sure. Because the Eye of Sion blasts past the Phoenix Squadron, leaving them twisting in the wake.
0: Yeah, yeah. The They actually pass the ring
1: <laughs> through it.
0: Through them, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And I guess it speaks to the size of the ship, but... Uh, yeah. Energy sparks within the wake, and uh, the Phoenix Squadron, they're just tossed left and right, thrown around. Uh, Lieutenant Moat's ship sparks and explodes as it collides with another X Wing, and Lieutenant Bailey or Basie's ship uh, catches fire and it ends up spiraling down towards the surface of Sea Toss. Yep. Uh, Captain Tavis struggles to regain control of his vessel, and Hera manages to steady the ghost. And when all is said and done, only the ghost and two X Wings remain.
0: Yeah, Tava's certainly one of them. Yeah. There's a question about I, who the guessing, other one might uh, be.
1: I'm guessing it's the one played by uh, Brendan Wayne. Do you think so?
0: I think I so. kind of thought so as well. Mm.
1: We'll find out next week. Yes, we will.
0: Well, mm-hmm. two days, really. But uh,
1: on board the ghost, uh, Hera catches her breath as Chopper mutters away in the back. <laughs> and I, I'm not fully sure what he says, but
0: some expletive. Maybe.
1: <laughs> But as the wake of the Eye of Sion fades from view, Jason turns to his mother and tells her he has a bad feeling.
0: It's a nice variation of the uh, legacy line. Yeah, I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. But uh,
1: back on the surface, Hu Yang exits the ship trying to raise Sabine on the comms. He's fixed the engine, but he's getting no response. He tries to reach Ahsoka, but with no success. And alone in the forest, he calls out to her as the wind blows through the trees. Back at the henge, all is silent. Uh, and
0: now what you've all come for. <laughs> uh,
1: except for the crashing of the waves. And I love this panning because the camera pans from the top down over <laughs> the henge across the cliff and out into the water. I it, like that as well. It, what, what a great, great transition. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> There's no body. Ahsoka's missing. Yeah. And as we continue to pan, the waves transition into like a, a wash of starlight.
0: Super, super transition
1: here. Yeah, where we continue and we find an unconscious Ahsoka. And as she stirs, little ripples motion around her. Oh, we got one coming in here.
0: We got uh, Dark Holder from YouTube says, I'm calling it now. The Anakin scene is a fake out. It's not Anakin or Vader. Although I feel we will see Vader for a minute. I feel the owl will also make an appearance. We've been talking about that for the last couple of weeks. We haven't seen Morai
2: yet. And uh, there's theories around the apartment here that uh, because she's Dipping those toes so deep into the dark side that maybe more eyes, kind of like keeping her at arms length. On your own,
0: <laughs> you're on your own for now.
2: So you make a decision, which is coming, anyway. in my opinion.
1: Yeah, but she sits up, and very quickly we realize somehow she's back in the world between worlds. And as she stands, echoes ring out like stepping on a sheet of glass. Oh yeah. Standing alone in the world between worlds, Ahsoka's eyes go wide as she hears an echo call out, "Hello, Snips." And she calls out calmly, Master? But thinking she might be hearing things, she raises a hand to her head, but then closer, louder, and clearer. We hear the voice of Anakin Skywalker say, I didn't expect to see you so soon. So
0: soon. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Slowly she turns, only to find her master, Anakin Skywalker, standing there. Uh! She whispers her name, and he returns a smile. Still in disbelief, there's a look of hope on her face as we cut to black. But for that brief second in the dark, we hear the tones of Vader's
0: theme. Yeah, we get Vader's uh, theme, uh, the the Imperial March. There, yeah. Uh, <sighs> Holy uh, crap! There's a lot of speculation about what's going on here. I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna add to that. Yeah. Um, do do we want to speculate right off on the Anakin thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I had a whole uh, train of thought. It's like because the question, I think Hank, you were the one to ask the question. Does we all agree that this is not this is not a force the, ghost. the ghost of Anakin Skywalker. Correct. And I and I and I took it this way. Let's, let's empirically state what we know conclusively about, about the world between worlds. Yeah. We know that only we've only ever seen two living people there, three if you include Morai, and that's yep. Ahsoka and Ezra. Mm-hmm. If this is a force ghost, it doesn't this is this is a fully corporeal thing. A force yeah. ghost is translucent and limbed in blue energy. This is not. That's right. This does not uh, uh, jive with what we know Mm -hmm. and understand about force ghosts. Does not. So I don't know what this is.
2: So, it it, it, you can go down the path next, the next logical step of it, if it's not a force ghost, and and we know from Dave Filoni's multiple descriptions of this being about almost like a nexus, like I I I use this Star Wars, uh, Star Trek sort of uh, where guidance from the nexus idea. Yeah, that yeah. All, all events exist here simultaneously. And so in Rebels, Yoda is actually able to project himself there and pull Ezra Bridger in there.
0: What's interesting is a the, there's an interview with Dave where he actually Dave actually makes a point to say that Yoda
3: uses it like a conveyance.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, we actually have that clip.
3: Oh, oh, cool. So uh, let's run that right now. Sure. I have several small goals. One of the things I wanted to do was find a way to tie together all of the Star Wars films and animated series in one place so that people get this idea that this is all a connected thing, that they're not desperate from each other, that they are inclusive of each other. And I believe that Star Wars has this grandeur to it. I believe the Force has this infinite space to it. So I started seeding in season one this idea of a place where there are stars. When Ezra's in the Jedi Temple, and he gets his lightsaber crystal, he is in that world between worlds. He just doesn't know it yet because he's too naive, and he's not fully unlocked. The next time he's there with Yoda, and Yoda obviously knows about it, because Yoda's talking to him through this as some kind of conveyance where they can both exist in this place, but they probably aren't very far from where they are physically. But it doesn't have anything to do with the physical. It has to do with kind of where they believe they are, and where they are mentally. So finally, when he unlocks all the secrets, he can go into this place and have more of an awareness of what's actually going on and this is when the full world is revealed to him and then he knows that evil also wants it because things like that that are too good to be true evil always wants those things Mm. to destroy them and to use them for ill purposes Hmm. so interesting then this could be then
2: so logically from that this could be anakin projecting into the world between worlds from the time point
1: back then yeah that point in his life
0: right but (laughs) (laughs) why the alternate saber so that's so that's another question that i have now wait dark holder's got a a point here and he says this may be the brother in the world between worlds maybe does that hold water for you hank no
1: no i i i mean well let's let's dial in on the anakin parts here sure um He's wearing his attire from Revenge of the
0: Sith. That 100%. is, yep, yeah, for sure. Uh, he, yep.
1: He's still got his scar from uh, Asajj Ventress. percent. Yes.
0: So, uh, I mean, that's definitely not a force ghost.
1: Yeah, the saber is definitely in question there. But zooming up on it, I almost think it's still Anakin's saber. I don't
0: I, think it's Vader's. I actually said this today. I, I send it over to you, and I'm like, you know what? I'm still confused as to what this is. Is this a shadowing thing? Is this a lighting thing? Is this a stunt? Is this a, a prop? a stunt prop that made it into a hero shot that shouldn't have. Like, sure. I don't think we know enough about this. There are the no beginning. accidents. <laughs> True. Well, no. Why is the light
2: off off the center part of the hilt not gleaming off? I the, don't the, know the, the
0: bottom part. Right? That
2: part That's the, the difference. Well. That's the difference to me. I do not know. Yeah. Right. Um, Also, it's every time we've seen. Uh, this this idea, like I'm trying to think of the scenes Uh Kylo Ren in uh when he kills uh Han Solo in, in yeah. the Force awakens where yeah. his face is like where they use lighting to
3: illustrate his to...
2: conflict. Yeah. So, the way that Anakin's lit here, he's,
0: he's like, he's pretty lit up. He's very, uh, well, without having the the limbed uh, luminescence of the Force ghost, he's pretty bright. Half his face is in shadow.
2: I mean, that's it. That's we, true. We, we, that's you, true. And he's brightened that up quite a bit. That is true I have as, as well. Yeah. This
1: one here. yeah.
2: Yeah. But I mean, so I, I get to this logical path, and then the lightsaber stops me dead. Then the other thing that stops me dead from thinking other things along that path is the, is the line that he gives her, which is, "I didn't think I'd see you so soon," which which to me is like. Oh, I didn't think you're gonna die yet. Yeah, it definitely feels like you know, <laughs> yeah. in the afterlife, got those, yeah. right? Like those connotations.
0: And so you know, there's there's, there's a, a whole other
2: th- thing, too. Is that sorry, the the idea that uh and it's a different flowing interview, but he says, but basically well, once Ezra's there, he's always there, yeah, he's always been there, and so Ahsoka has always been there and is always there. That's right. Mm. Uh man, I mean like i said at the beginning since maybe empire strikes
0: back i haven't been sure. awake at night going so let's let's um let's take it from the perspective that this is in fact anakin skywalker this isn't a manifestation this is anakin skywalker inside the world between worlds where is he projecting from and i have an i have an idea where it might be could he project be projecting from his deathbed on mustafar no I think he's still sitting in the Jedi Temple. Mace Windu has told him, stay here. And he has that time that where he's ruminating over what's about to happen. And he hasn't made a move to to go to the Emperor yet. But we they make a point of showing us him brooding over what's happening and him sitting there. He's got a lot of time to sit there and think. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he got in there. But I think that might be where he's at. Maybe. Got another one Maybe. coming in from Darkholder here. Uh, the only thing that would be awful would be if they use the world between worlds to redo the episode and make it Groundhog Day and make Ahsoka the new Gandalf. And she comes back as Ahsoka the White. Oh, I
2: don't want to break your heart, but have you ever <laughs> seen the drawing? Did you, did you grab the we've drawing? All, <laughs> we've
1: all seen that drawing. Yeah. We've all There's seen There's a new one I mean, floating around this week, though. That's what Gandalf we're the Grey talking yeah. to. I said
0: they thought I was dead, too. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I did see that one.
2: I mean, that's where we're headed. Potentially, um, that is how we get yeah. there. But there's another scene in, in um, on Mortis where uh, basically, yeah, or no, sorry, not in, on Mortis, but in in Rebels when when Ahsoka's in the the Lothal Temple, and ostensibly everybody in in that room, Ezra, Cain, and Ahsoka, all interacts with the world between worlds in some fashion. Sure, Kane has his test with the Inquisitor and the temple guards. Ezra actually physically talks to Yoda and Anakin comes to her and the first thing he says is hey snips (laughs) and she feels him and then he starts to first he he slowly starts to chastise her and then he antagonizes her and then he's Vader and yeah
0: that's probably where my brain is with what's about to happen so uh, while we're on the world between worlds and this has nothing to do with Anakin I just want to stick with the world between worlds and the idea that once you're there, you're always there. You've always been there. You will always be there.
1: Is this a recreation of that moment?
0: Remember way back when we first started this and I said, I think Ezra Bridger's dead. Mm -hmm. I think Ezra Bridger is dead, but he still exists in the world between worlds. And that's how he could come back. Ahsoka and Ezra exit the world between worlds in the new galaxy where Thrawn is. And that's how we reunite everybody. That's a possibility, but you can't, I mean,
2: you're not supposed to go the out. the You didn't come can't, into, you right? have to go in the door. You came in through. Do you?
0: Well, I mean, well, do you? Cause I mean, Alpentine was right, right about that. Him. You're right, right. about that. Do, we, we don't know that. Ahsoka is the one that told but, Ezra that it probably, you know, for a reason you shouldn't. And the then the second Dave Viloni interview
2: where he says, they understand that'll break the timeline. Sure.
0: Well, yeah. I think it's interesting, though. Oh, that's I, think crazy. It, interesting. Yeah, I think it's interesting that we're there. Um, I have to admit, like as much as the the speculation around the the whole series was, we're going to the world between worlds. Part of me was like, eh, I don't care if we do or not. But now that we're there,
1: let's see what oh, we can man. do. Oh man, yeah, them.
0: exactly. <laughs> By the way, stylistically, um, the translation of the world between worlds from animation to live action. How do we feel oh, about the awesome the 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 white? This this is like more of a misty it's foggy like a blue star. I do like that. I like the transition not instead of having white uh, very very uh, uh, hard demarcated border lines everything is kind of softer and the the blue. I like
1: that. Yeah. I, I like that they kept the same similar like glass stepping tones.
2: Yeah. So you yeah, still yeah. know
1: that you're on one of those style roads. Yeah. Yeah, good.
2: <laughs> that could even be a like we might be in the world between the world between worlds. <laughs> the world between the world.
1: <laughs> between. So we're going to run into Ray in the mirror.
2: Mm. Oh. (laughs) There there is 40 others.
0: (laughs) That's right. True. (laughs) Wow. Man, uh, leaving in the world between worlds, as I said at the beginning of the show, I'm going to bookend it and I'm going to repeat it. Uh, No wonder this week's episode is getting a limited theatrical release. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to get an alternate, Mustafar? What do you think? I don't
2: know. I I'm almost gonna. I, I'm almost gonna. I would. I, I was joking with Lauren. She's like, don't you dare. I was like, I would bet rent on it. <laughs> ah. I'm super confident. <laughs> everybody, everybody, everybody is forgetting that they cast a young Ahsoka Tano eight months ago. That's right. That's right. They did. So she has yet to show Do up. Do
0: we remember uh, the young lady's name?
2: Uh, she played, uh, she was in the first Spider Man movie. She looks Tom great, uh, she Looks she- great.
1: Uh, she played Liz Allen, did she not? Liz Allen,
0: she's the Vulture's yeah. daughter in the first Spider. Right, right, yeah. Sorry, I can't yeah. remember her name. Savannah. If we get an alternate Mustafar, it definitely warrants, uh, you know, her appearance—that younger version of a song. timeline version. So, yeah. and, uh, and here's yeah. how in my head this is how I would play it out. It wouldn't be
2: something like, um, she steps into the world and fights Anakin, and it's different. She beats him and stuff. I think it's more or less. It wouldn't have mattered
0: if you came to stop me. Right. It would have so happened this is her anyway.
2: pain, and she what the lesson she has to learn to move forward. Her yeah, Dagobah cave moment is that even if you were there, you could have done nothing.
0: I think in it fact, ties it might in have been worse. It, it ties in succinctly with I walked away before he could complete my training, and she's harboring guilt over that, right? Over leaving and, him.
2: And you know it's unspoken, but if, if if she was on Mustafar, she's got to be thinking. And it's yeah. this is the Jedi hubris. If, yeah, if, if it was me, I could have saved it. I could have stopped it. I could have so, prevented the fall. This is the this is the transcendent lesson. This is the
0: thing that's holding her back from me, a yeah. soak of the white. That much I I totally can get behind. Our Absolutely. actress's
1: name is Laura Harrier. Laura
0: Harrier. Okay, yeah. Uh I think she's great. I, I, I've seen some mock-ups already with the headgear on, and I think she looks great. So uh I'm looking forward to uh, seeing if that plays out. Mm. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Wow. Um, are so we at that, the end of the show?
1: That's our fourth episode. Oh my gosh! <sighs> uh,
0: I will definitely, are you, I know uh, with the kids and stuff, Andy, are you going to be watching um, uh, at 9 p.m.? I'll,
1: I'll, I'll probably end up watching around 10 or 10. Okay, 9.
0: so uh, Hank and I will, will chat privately. <laughs> 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 so we're watching <laughs> it in real time. Shut <laughs> up. I didn't <laughs> know that yet. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and of course, we will uh, be back next week. Uh, to break it all down for you just like we did tonight it's the way we do it here on fandom power it's our uh, deep dive uh, all the easter eggs all of the greater lore connections and some of the things that you may have missed or maybe you didn't maybe you've heard them all by the time you get to us but hey uh, nobody does it like we do so thank you for everybody that uh, came to hang out with us tonight hopefully you'll be back again next week if uh, Star Wars isn't really your thing, but you uh, you you like the way we do it, come back on Tuesday night because we will be back this Tuesday. As uh, at least Andy and I will be here for a Random Fandom Tuesday. So we got uh, lots to go over this Tuesday. Yeah, because we got uh, two weeks worth of stuff now to to chew on. Uh, all the random pop culture stuff that caught our attention over the last uh, few days, including some giant toys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I did not see that one coming. Which one? The the Marvel one? The Marvel giant yeah. man? Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, this, already the the toy it's, biz thing?
1: Yeah, he was out, but he was only 15 16, inches, 15 16, 16 inches. inches. Yeah, yeah. This one's gonna clock in at twenty
2: four. Twenty four, impressive. Yeah. yeah. Oh.
0: All right, everybody. Listen, uh, I hope you had a great time. I know. Uh, I I had a great time. How about you guys? Oh man, we're talking best Star Wars.
1: So <laughs> <ever. laughs> best episode, and if ever. the trend it's continued, it's continued. Every yeah, episode. every episode oh, has yeah. gotten progressively. So I I have faith that the next one's just going to keep going. This one's going to blow the roof off. And I know there's some articles out there writing, like detracting from this series. What
2: the heck, man? They're not watching the
1: same series.
2: They can't. Yeah. Oh yeah. What was it? The uh, lightsabers are the uh, lightsaber Dull.
3: Dull light is the word. She looks like
2: an Oompa Loompa with a headdress on. Like what? You're just trolling us, and we're we're not playing. I believe that these are uh,
0: would you call these uh, clickbait? I would believe so. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't profess to be a journalist by any means, but man, at least you know when I talk about this stuff, we're fans first. That's how we uh, we want to present it. So. Hope you had a good time. I know I did. And uh, I will be back next week to do it all over again. Oh, dark older. Take care. Thank you very much. You too. Hope to see you. Hope to see you next week. Come hang out with us on Tuesday, same time, 6 PM Eastern. And uh, that's it for me guys. Yeah. So uh, what until next time for fandom power, my name is Wes. I'm Andy. And I'm Hank. We will catch you on the next one. Bye for now, everybody. Hey guys.
2: Thanks for listening to fandom power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms.